Well, welcome back to another episode of The Devil Wears Rossonero. I'm Patrick Stoll alongside Tim Fontenot at Stoll underscore P, at Tim underscore Fontenot, and at SBN Rossonero. It's where you can find us on Twitter. Well, AC Milan, the new era has begun. Elliott Management has taken over for the broke Yang Hong Lee, who is out of the picture, but is not happy about it. Evidently, we'll get into that. Rocco Camiso also not really in the picture, at least for now, as Elliot intend to hang on to the club for the foreseeable future. And with that foreseeable future comes new management. Fasone Mirabelli out. And Leonardo makes his triumphant return to AC Milan to pick up the pieces and usher in the new era of the Rossoneri, which gotten off to a pretty decent start with the reported done deal of a swap with Juventus, bear with me, Benucci going back to Juventus after one year at the San Siro for Mattia Caldara, 24-year-old Italian defender, and Gonzalo Higuain, who has spent the last decade of his career scoring over 20 goals a season. That and some more transfer rumors, Bernard, Rabio, Locatelli, yes or no. We'll talk about it all on this episode of The Devil Wears Rossonero. And here's where I'll bring in my co-host Tim Fontenot. Tim, what's up, buddy? How you how you enjoying the uh the Leonardo fever? Because I can tell you I am absolutely thrilled with his resumption of his role in charge of Milan, I am I am all in on the Leonardo train now. I'm here to worship at the feet of Leonardo right now, Patrick. This has been, what a few weeks it's been. I mean, the last time we were talking about this club, we had no idea what the direction was going to be, None. what was going to happen. Like, We figured it was going to be a stagnant summer where we were just going to kind of drudge along and nothing was going to happen. And all of a sudden, Elliot comes in. They completely wash their hands of Lee and... Now they're going in, they're cleaning house, out, out goes Fasone, out goes Mirabelli, in comes Leonardo, club great, former manager, things didn't go well at that point, but he comes back in as the director and he gets right to work bullying the biggest club in Italy. I, I just, I, I'm very, very excited about the direction, but you know, we've had these points of optimism before, I think we're having more to show for what what's been going on but you know let's cautious optimism lots of excitement cautious optimism well it's nice to actually have some optimism because as you said last time we were talking we didn't know who the next owner of milan was going to be we assumed rocco camiso or theo ricketts or even ricardo silva expressed some interest and my flying assumption was that Elliot was going to uh, repo the club from Yong Hong Lee, who, I'll say it again, didn't have the money he said he did. It was just so obvious. And when Elliot took over, I assumed they were just going to flip Milan over of, you know, if they were going to be sold for 500 uh, to Rocco Camiso, then that would be... All of the debt, plus, I mean, plus some. They would make a profit off that. Evidently, Elliot had a different plan in mind, and that's because they are professionals at that, and I am not. Elliot takes control 
of AC Milan. Uh, this transfer has occurred as a result of steps taken to enforce security interest after the previous owner defaulted on its debt obligations. Uh, the vision is straightforward, create financial stability, establish sound management, achieve long-term success for AC Milan, uh, to run a sustainable operating model that respects financial fair play regulations. As its first measures, intends to inject 50 million euros of equity capital to stabilize club's finances, inject further capital over time to continue to fund AC Milan's transformation. And then Paul Singer, the CEO and CIO, uh, said that Elliot believes in the value creation opportunity at AC Milan and also uh, wants to bring it back to where it rightly belongs in Europe. So that's a pretty good vision from Elliot. I, I like, they said all the right things and it appears what I read was that they wanted to hang on to the club for three to five years with the intention of getting the valuation of the club to a billion dollars and then selling it. So the sale isn't going to happen now. They're going to actually lock things down. The 50 million apparently went in right away and like got rid of all the debt of the club which is awesome but while we were talking about who's going to own milan and it ends up to be elliot juventus signed cristiano ronaldo so there are some different transfer windows going on and i'm glad that we finally are able to have some cautious optimism of we have an owner like we have a stable ownership elliot isn't going anywhere we have a stable, experienced technical director. Not that Mirabelli wasn't, but I, I trust Leonardo, despite what some may say about his spell at Inter. And he's, I mean, he was the one that brought Kaká and Pato to the club. So, I mean, there's not a lot to complain about there. And then he's already working magic by somehow convincing Juventus to send Caldara, one of the most promising young Italian defenders in the world, and certainly in Italy, to us in exchange for Benucci. And we also get Higuain. He absolutely bodied Juventus, who, I get it, they're clearly... It, it, no team has ever been in win-now mode as much as... Juventus are right now because they know they have four to five years of Cristiano Ronaldo and evidently they don't want to play the development game they don't want they want what they know works and they know Chiellini Benucci works and they are willing to sacrifice Caldara because they can have Benucci for five years or Caldara for five years and after the five-year thing the whole squad's going to turn over anyway because that squad's getting older so I'm at first I didn't want Benucci sold because I thought it was just going to be like oh 40 million to PSG or something and I was like okay I don't love it because I don't know what we're going to do with Defender like we struggled enough when he was there what are we going to do when he's not I don't want to go back to Zapata <laughs> or like I'd rather not do that but Caldara is a whole different ballgame. This sets us up for like a decade with him and Romagnoli plus Donnarumma. And then on the wings, you have 
Conti and Calabria on the right and Ricardo Rodriguez and Stranich on the left. Now, Stranich is older, but like we have the most stable back line we've had in years. Since probably that, Mal- I mean, obviously not on that level, but Maldini, Nesta, Kafu, Kaladze slash Yankulovsky, something like that. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I mean, like you said, Caldara coming in, one of the future center backs of Italy. He obviously got his start this summer. The other future center back is Alessio Romagnoli. The heir to Buffon in net is Donnarumma. And I'd be hard-pressed to find a better right back for the future of the national team than Calabria. You're looking at potentially 80% of that back five, the defense and the goalkeeper, in the Rossoneri squad. We haven't seen something like that in a very long time. And this is this is good for Milan. This is good for Italy. This, this, this deal worked out well for everyone in what they needed. I mean, we can sit here and scratch our heads. But like you said, Bonucci going back to Juve, they have a clear objective right now. It's Champions League now or, or never considering their history in the Champions League as the Worst finalist ever, ever. Seven times, ever. I believe, they've lost. No one knows. Yes. They've lost as many times as we've won. Yeah, which is super interesting that they gave Cristiano Ronaldo the number of Champions Leagues they've lost. <laughs> super fun. Um, kind of but a no, message I there. Mean, it's definitely a good move for Milan. And again, at first I was like, wait, no, I don't want to get rid of Benucci. Like, really? Why would we... Why would he hand in a transfer request? Why would we get rid of him? Well, we're going to get rid of him if it also makes sense for us. He's going to make a transfer request because you know who's going to compete in the Champions League? It's Juventus. He wants to win the Champions League. I don't hold it against him. Like I don't like the fact that he's going back to Juve. But I also know their experience of winning Champions Leagues with him is the same as winning as winning it without him, which is zero. And you know, on like they're they're going all in. And if if that includes us getting a striker who consistently scores over 20 goals in the league and can stabilize the striker position at least for now, and one of the best young defenders in the country. I'll take it. And Juventus can take Benucci, and I will always thank Benucci for coming to the project that we had, toughing out a really bad part of his career, and celebrating against Juventus. Primarily celebrating a goal in Turin against Juventus. That I will always relish. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I couldn't have said it any better. Look, he came at a time when, like you said, it was a project. There was an objective with Milan with all the money that was spent last summer, and he was the center point of that. And he was looking for something new. He had obviously, relationship had become very tense with Max Allegri, and there's no surprise there. I'm not a big fan of Max Allegri, as many people know. Um, I just, you know, it didn't work out. And, no, you can you can say a lot about, his performances we've certainly said a lot about his performances in 
a red and black shirt, but you can't deny the fact that he, I, I personally think he put it all on the line for the club. I think he wore the armband proudly. I think that he was a good thing for the club. I think he was a good thing for Roman Yoli and Donnarumma. Oh, absolutely. It just, it just didn't work out. And he sees the chance to go back to reconcile things with Allegri to play with Ronaldo and to, like to get back together with Chiellini. Obviously that partnership is very special to him and you throw in Barzali in there. Uh, maybe first team on Netflix softened me to Juventus a bit, but I completely understand why he'd want to leave. I, you can't blame him. We didn't get into the champions league. That was the objective. And he has an opportunity to go back, maybe eat some humble pie and, call it a day so i i kind of want to thank him for what he did as captain of this club because he he never quit on the team and then when he decides okay it's time for me to go we end up getting a hell of a return in caldara who's what seven years younger than him future partner with romagnoli in the defense and we get iguain who like he's just an unbelievable scorer he's historic in syria for that season two years ago when he broke that long-standing record and I, I'm sure Cutrone and Silver are a little nervous, but look, those guys are really young, and I can't think of any anyone better. You know, we can't put all the pressure on those two guys. You know, say what you want about the money we paid for Silva. Say what you want about Cutrone being the future. They have a guy who can come in and take them under his wing now, and you know. It's not going to just be the two of them every single game. You know, they can you know, they can learn from Iguain. They can benefit from having Iguain on the pitch. You know, maybe they won't be out there at the same time. Maybe they will if we need to go forward and get a few goals. You know, put Cutrone up there with him, see what happens. It's going to be beneficial for the two of them to play with him for a few years and see what happens. It just, it makes our strike partners, it makes our attack with any of the three of them going through the middle with Suso and Chalanoglu. Now you can say maybe Bernard if we sign him. You know, if we want to experiment with Haliovich and when we play him through the middle, I, I, it's hard to see why it would be a negative. I mean, the mon- it's a lot of money. He's an expensive player, but Elliot has come in and they've taken care of the debt. I don't know how any of this does with financial fair play. I'm not an expert in the field of course but you know they're they're committed to the cause and they've shown that with this move this very ambitious move they've in bringing in leonardo back and completely wiping out the board you know there's talk about maldini coming back and there's they went out and made this huge swap and it's the kind of ambition we haven't seen even in a summer of 200 million euros spending it's very very exciting it's definitely a step forward. And what I really appreciate is that they're they're taking a long-term approach, which Elliot said as much. They said that when they took over that they want to make the club profitable and that they, they're going to run it like a business. That's why uh, Gazidis is linked to the club from oh, Arsenal. Right. And I mean, one of the question marks when Elliot took over was what are they going to do with the management? Well, Fasone is out, Mirabelli is out, Leonardo is in. Leonardo comes in right back to where he was, where he was technical director of Milan after he was player at Milan, and then he was coach, and then he went to Inter after Benitez, 
and then he went to PSG and ushered them into their glory years, which is what they are, which is what they are doing. And then he spent some time on TV, and bringing him in was a safe, experienced, good move, which has already worked out because. It's not. It, it, there's no risk in bringing in Leonardo as TD or director of football or whatever his title is. There's no risk in putting him there because he knows what he's doing. Like that was a good move. Doing this of okay, Benucci doesn't want to be here anymore. Evidently, uh, maybe there is some truth to that whole like he requested a transfer thing. If he doesn't want to be here then let's get what we can for him. The best you are going to get for him is this right here, which is why at first it was, oh, they're going to swap Higuain and Benucci. I'm like, what? We don't, (laughs) what? We don't, like, with all due respect to Higuain, I was like, bro, can we just do, like, that is a massive step back in defense and not, like it's not like we were starting someone like Nikola Kalinic at striker, uh... right? So it was like, right, we need a striker, but we also have Cutrone. But then when someone said Caldara, I was like, wait a second. Yeah. Now we're talking long term. Now I'm in, and of course I will take Higuain if that means we get Caldara. I'm more excited about the long-term prospect of Caldara. And then I realize we're going to get Zalo Higuain. And it's like, <laughs> it, it just keeps, I, I legitimately can't believe it's actually close to happening. And neither can Juve fans, apparently, because I've seen many things where they're basically trying to find reasons for the transfer not to happen. And then, you know, oh, I hope uh, Higuain goes to Chelsea so he doesn't have to go to Milan or like, I hope, you know, screw Milan. Not going like, to happen. I, yeah, it's not going to happen. This is, this is, according to DiMarzio, a done deal. And he was, he was greeting like fans. The, the events yeah, today. he was greeting fans today. So like. Exactly. We're, we're good. I, I just cannot believe that Juventus, I know they're in win now mode and we've like, we've established that, but I genuinely can't believe that they are going to sacrifice Caldara, who they've had in the pipeline for so long. They have been waiting for him and Rugani to just take the reins, and they never gave Rugani the chance, and now he's he might be sold. And then Caldara, as he's coming in, they're just going to flip him right away. Before ever playing a game for Before- them ever playing a game and can you imagine being Caldara like just like I'm out bro like screw this like I'll play where I'm gonna start from day one for the rest of my playing career if everything works out look they just they just signed him to a new contract and uh, like what two weeks ago and they rolled him out and it was this big thing and he got the jersey and everything yeah and so I you were talking about all the all the things that like made this deal like this is happening the DiMarzio report Iguain greeting fans in Milan at the time of recording it's the MLS All-Star game going on against Juventus and I still was I always I see these things and I'm like this is going wrong like something's going to happen 
And so I just, as soon as I saw the lineups, I went and I looked. And sure enough, Caldara's been on this tour in the ICC in the U.S. with Juventus. And he's been playing. And he's been one of their, you know, one of the key guys in the back with Rugani and Barzali. They've been rotating through. He is not even on the bench. And we'd heard reports that Benucci was leaving straight from Minneapolis to go back to Turin. Caldara is not with Juventus. This is this is happening. This is a real thing. Oh yeah, it's done. It's done. Oh, he can just meet up. He can just meet up with the guys, right? As they're coming back from Minneapolis. Well, they're on their way back to California. In fairness, I I'm sure you could go on vacation there. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, dude, come on down to Santa Clara. Here, the thing is, as soon as Benucci did not start last night. I was like, all right, I, I think this is, I think it's finished. Roman Yoli with the armband too. <laughs> Which is also super exciting because while Benucci getting the armband was, it it was cool and like, I respect him, even though he has played for Inter and Juventus and is going back to Juventus. I like the idea. And it's, since we saw it last night at the time of recording, uh, the ICC match against Tottenham was, the night before and seeing Romagnoli with the armband sign me up I am all in I would have had the same reaction if Bonaventura was captain those are the two and those were the two that were linked to the captaincy as soon as Benucci was set to leave it was like okay it's going to be either Bonaventura or Romagnoli and I said this should have happened last year but I will take it because it was going to be hard to give Romagnoli the armband with Benucci directly next to him. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Romagnoli took a little bit of time to get acclimated that first year. Last year, he really took that step forward, and he's deserving this kind of. It, it reminds me of without the potential outcome that that had of the Tiago Silva assuming the captaincy. As long as Romagnoli is not off to PSG or anything like that, as long as he's here for a while, I'm good. Yeah, that. The only thing that could sour this is, like, I, I get that Higuain is an 18 million euro loan with an option, not an obligation. I guess they learned from the whole Kainich thing. <laughs> um, an option to buy for 36. And Caldara and Benucci are just a straight swap. So, and I, you know, it's it's one of those things definitely where you say okay you get Higuain or you get Benucci we get Caldara and Higuain they just aren't allowed to be in the same deal because I guess that would be too like too convoluted but our friends at uh the financial fair play offices wouldn't be too fond of that I don't believe they I'm sure they would poke holes all over that but the <laughs> But what would sour this is them turning around and selling like Suso or yep. Romagnoli or at first I would say selling Locatelli, which was an option before Elliot came in. And it's almost like Mirabelli and company were trying to like beat the buzzer because there were all these rumors about Locatelli headed out and it was he might be sold, he might be loaned, he might be sold with an option to bring back, but then it was like, he doesn't want a loan, if he's going to go, he wants to be sold, and all this back and forth, there was Real Batiste, 
There was Sassuolo. Um, Sassuolo was the main one. Atalanta was also interested because, of course, they were. And Elliot came in and immediately said, <laughs> "No, we are not doing that." Because it was going to be like fifteen million for Locatelli, and I'm like, his potential is so much more. Like, we're not we we can't be getting rid of a young talent like him. We just can't especially with the other options at midfield. And I'm sure that Elliot and Leonardo looked at the midfield and said, hmm, we have Bonaventura at the left, along with Jose Mauri. On the right, we have Frank Kessie. And that's it. And then in the middle, we have Locatelli, Bilia, who's always injured, and Montalivo. The glorious captain. The my captain, my captain. So that and that is why I don't deny that Locatelli needs some improvement. Like seeing him against Tottenham, my observation was his passing got better, his positioning didn't necessarily, and he was still prone to a couple mistakes, which I get he's like twenty. But if he were to start all the time and improve, that's fine. If he were to get loaned and start all the time, that would also be fine. As long as he plays and gets better and Milan can benefit from it, I see that in him. You could, you've seen some great, some really good moments. Yep. If you want to see the best one, go on YouTube, type in Locatelli Juventus Titanic and have fun. And it is the best. I love that video. The thing is, <laughs> he's he's not consistent, which I get. And, you know, he, Cutrone, and Calabria are all kind of in the same boat where you see those flashes frequently of just really good. And you wish it was always there. It wasn't all, it's not all the time, but when it's there, you know, and they just shine the whole game or the half um, against Tottenham. And I don't take too much stake in the International Champions Cup. You know, it's a preseason tournament. Half the, like half the team isn't there. I get it. Um, he, you know, Locatelli didn't look great. And I saw a lot of people saying, you know, he needs to go on loan somewhere. I'd rather we keep him because at some point he's going to be the starter just out of necessity because Billy is going to get injured and I don't want to see Montalivo in there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, you know, we've been seeing those glimpses of Locatelli for a long time. And you know what? We saw the same thing with Davi Calabria, like you said. And what happened this past season with Calabria when... Andrea Conti went down. We saw Ignazio Abate go in there. And then Calabria played him out of the position. Calabria won that position last year. And that was after seeing glimpses of him at 18, 19, 20 years old. What is this kid going to become? Now he's 21 going on 22 and he is established. Even if Conti's healthy, I think you start him at the beginning of the season. Obviously, there, there can be some rotation. But you just you need to play him. And Locatelli is I in my opinion the best player in the position of the three of those guys that we mentioned. Belia obviously seasoned very good, but very injury prone. And he's not gonna last a full season. 
So Locatelli can get in there early and often. And we he is the best option right now. And he's gonna he's gonna get his minutes. He's gonna he's gonna have his ups and downs. But he's also he has one of the best possible managers to learn from in his position in Gattuso, who played a similar position in the same club and is someone that Locatelli can look up to and Gattuso can take under his wing and say, don't worry, like, we need to win, but you're capable of getting us those results. I think that there's no better option right now. And it just, it maybe if he was going on loan, maybe if we were bringing someone else in, but I, that wouldn't really make much sense to me because Locatelli's the future of that position. So I saw the Sassuolo rumors and I just started seeing the glimpses of Brian Cristante all over again. I'm like, we're going to lose this guy and we're going to do something really stupid. And then he's going to end up at Roma or Napoli or something ridiculous in the next few years. And I think that we need to learn from those mistakes and can't let that happen. I agree. And your mention of Cristante is absolutely on point because I didn't want them to sell Cristante when they did. I didn't. I didn't like that. No. I didn't like selling Sapanara. Oh god. And I and I was afraid because what was it earlier this summer Juventus asked about Locatelli. And loaning him or selling him to Sassuolo is an easy way to get him to Juventus in under 3 years. That would have happened. And sure enough as soon as Kadira or Marquisio or who else, Matuidi or any of those guys, as soon as one of them goes, Juventus just turns to Sassuolo, also known as Juventus B, and says, hmm, all right, who do we got? We'll take Locatelli. All right, <laughs> just like they and did with Zaza, just like they almost did with Berardi. The Milan murderer, Berardi, yeah. <laughs> the, oh, my God, the, the coach slayer. Yeah. Um, see, that was one of the things I saw a link that said that if Locatelli were loaned to Sassuolo, Berardi would come the other way. And while I was kind of interested in that because Berardi, you know, we've seen those same flashes from Berardi. And also, if Berardi was on Milan, there would be no way of him scoring a hat trick (laughs) against us. And getting our coach fired in November. Kalinich would beg to differ. He would pull it off. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I think I was like, well, you know, Berardi's talented and young, but also so is Locatelli. And what do we need more? A central midfielder or a winger? And the answer to that, in my mind, is a central midfielder. That should be the answer in everyone's mind. In everyone's, I agree. Do we need a winger? Probably to some extent, yes, uh, because I don't think I, I left wing is not Chalanoglu or according to the announcers last night, Chalalulu. <laughs> um, Chalalulu is not a natural left winger. He is a Mazzala Trecortista kind of player. Um, you know, he, he plays in the middle but goes forward and has some creativity. And Bonaventura is not a natural left winger either. He's a left midfielder. So That leaves Fabio Barini. 
Oh, good God, no. Oh, Jesus. See, that is why we need a left winger. Right. But, but when you compare that to, okay, we can play uh, Chalhalulu <laughs> in left wing, and he's, you know, he's good there, and then you look at the midfield trio of Locatelli, Montalivo, Bilia, we need Bilia, or excuse me, we need Locatelli in that spot, we also need Bilia, but we need him healthy. Um, we need Locatelli where he is more than we would need a Berardi where he would go. If we were to add Berardi, I wouldn't complain, but I'm not I'm not willing to make that swap, and I also don't want to risk Locatelli to Juventus in three years when he inevitably gets better at Sassuolo, scores two goals on Milan, doesn't celebrate, and then goes to Juve. Sounds um, about right. Yeah, I mean it's it's written in the stars. It's it it's happened before. This is the problem. We've seen it happen. Except Sampanara did celebrate, and Cristante hasn't scored on us yet. Hasn't Walter Bierso scored on us since he left too? I mean, it's all just oh, been just God. absolute torture. Every single guy that you comes see through. All these legends, just <laughs> <laughs> Walter Bierso. I forgot oh, man. about him. Shout out. Um, one one left winger that we could add is bernard and how about that transition bernard from shakhtar donetsk um right after elliot took over um they started looking at a couple possible transfers and obviously that is when strinish came in um just because that's when his contract took effect and after spending five years at donetsk uh bernard is bernard who is brazilian so Leonardo has that connection with him, which just feels like a lob to me, <laughs> um, is a free agent. Similar to, remember we were talking about Max Meyer? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I would still take Max Meyer. But Bernard is a free agent, very accessible and reachable by Milan, and very, like, we can bring him in, and he can either start or be one of those first guys off the bench. Uh, he, I'm reading our article on the AC Milan offside right now. He joined from Atletico Monero in 2013, 157 appearances for Shakhtar, 28 goals, 35 assists in all competitions. And in the Champions League, three goals and three assists. Uh, and at least one of those was when Shakhtar beat man city in yeah. the champions league group stage and apparently we're not the only ones uh we have lazio leicester chelsea and west ham just so you get the full spectrum of all the clubs out there and i would i would absolutely take bernard bernard is also one of those players in fifa that you make sure to add because he has like unlimited speed <laughs> he is one of those like you look at the physical and it's just green. Um, he is that player that you add when you just want to run by everybody. But I would absolutely take him. He would fit right in immediately. He has the Brazilian connection with Leonardo. So I think this you know, helps also that we can say, look, you'll start. You can start. You know, we can We can give that to you. And you will be a valuable member of this team. I mean, you can start at West Ham, which is money, but like I don't know what he wants. And 
this has been going on for a couple weeks, so maybe we'll maybe we'll land Bernard. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this would be an absolutely fantastic addition for Milan. I mean, obviously a free transfer, decent salary. I mean, the guy deserves the reported wage he would be getting, and I mean, I think you hit all the right spots there. Leonardo, I think he's... I mean, he could fit right into that left wing role, kind of take some pressure off Kalinoglu. They, then they can kind of play with the formation a little bit. You know, if Locatelli's not playing every match and Billy is hurt and you're not playing that 4-3-3 with the holding mid, you can invert it. Chalanoglu plays in front of Bonaventura and Kessier, and then you have more going forward. And you have that solid back line. You have a great goalkeeper. You have two defend or two midfielders that can really move around the pitch, and I, that could be really beneficial. It gives Gattuso options that he wouldn't normally have. And who knows, maybe Bernarda, or sorry, Bernard becomes what his potential was back in the 2014 time frame. I mean, that's the last time he saw any action for Brazil. His last match, actually, for Brazil was the entirety of that 7-1 massacre in the semifinals in 2014. So, and that's when he was 21 years old. So this is a guy with a lot of potential, probably a chip on his shoulder, trying to get back into a big league or trying to get into a big league, trying to really make a name for himself. And I think he's done a good job of that at Shakhtar. Imagine what he could do at Milan. I mean, he goes to Chelsea. He's playing behind everybody. Most likely he goes to Leicester or West Ham with all due respect. I mean, obviously Leicester has won a title more recently than Milan, but he's probably not playing at not probably getting the same kind of profile that he would be getting. I think he would be successful there, but this is a really good opportunity for both player and club in the Bernard Milan connection. I, they got to take a chance on it. I think it would be a fantastic move, especially because he's free and all you have to pay are the wages. Uh, another addition I wanted to see, and this goes back to that whole, we only have three people at this position, and it's Billy Olocatelli Montalivo. Milan Baidelge uh, yeah. was linked for so long, and he was so close, and we actually just missed out on him. He just signed for Lazio on a free, and I just don't... I mean, I wanted that so that we could upgrade... Montalivo to Bidelge and then I would be so much more comfortable like because also if Locatelli was to go Bidelge was to come in and I didn't love that because it's like okay one of them's 29 the other is 20 I don't love that but I wanted him because he like he's just a consistent you know exactly what you're getting with him now we also thought we were getting we also thought we knew exactly what we were getting with Bilia, but everyone kind of struggled, so I'll let him off the hook. I I think that would have been a good signing. I understand that we had some other things going on, uh, such as who was owning the club, who was in charge of the club, who was managing the team, who was on the team, who was paying for the team, but I would have liked him. We missed the boat. He's going to Lazio. Not too bad in shape about it. Would have liked it. But, you know, we have a couple more things just to touch on before we wrap up. But uh, just make sure to check out our work on acmilan.theoffside.com. Uh, my Twitter is at stole underscore P. 
Tim's is Tim underscore Fontenot. And the site Twitter is at SBN Rossonero. And uh, you'll see us uh, tweeting a good amount from that account, especially during games. I was live tweeting last night. You were man of the match last night. I was trying to have as much fun with that as I could because that game was a snoozer. So, oh my goodness. I cut the highlight for ESPN and all I had was uh, the goal a save for each team, and then I was like, I got to have something else in here, and Antonelli came through for me with that bad ball to Kalinic oh. in the final minute. I was like, I'll put that. That sentence just hurts so much <laughs> of, like, Antonelli's bad ball to Kalinic, which cost Milan a goal. It's like, oh, God, just stabbed me in the heart. That was so... So, I mean, th- this is a good talking point that I don't take a lot of stock in the preseason friendly, but there were... Th- I get Calabria was playing on the left and we've established before that this man cannot play on the left. He's just not the same. He is great on the right and he is not on the left. Very much of the Ignacio Abate mold in that sort. Although it's interesting also because I found myself once saying, oh, that was a good cross by Abate. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. What? Huh? Like the the problem with Abate is that his thing was always he's the fastest guy in the pitch, and he's not the fastest guy anymore. And it's kind of like, well, other than him being a warrior, I don't. I'm not sure what he brings. I've heard MLS links, Ugh. but those haven't materialized, and we're in the middle of the season now, and he's getting another year older but i i just don't think that we need to hit the panic button because i think gattuso saw obviously he saw everything we did and he is going to be able to take the squad together and learn from the mistakes of you know like locatelli it feels like locatelli gets freaked out sometimes like he's going too fast you know, like it feels like sometimes it hasn't slowed right. down for him yet. Much like Calabria, I think, before he really Exactly and Cutrone at times. I mean, there's so many similarities between the three guys. It's fantastic. And Cutrone could have had a hat trick, which hurt my soul because I was like, Oh my god, just score one oh no. And he could have he could have had four. And that is when the announcer said, you know, He's been called a young Pipo and Zaghi, but if he was anywhere close to Pipo and Zaghi, he would have scored at least two of them. And I'm like, this guy has never watched Kutrone play in his life. Plus, if he was close to Pipo and Zaghi, every single one of those goals would have been called back for offside. Also true. Also, <laughs> if he was close to Pipo, if he was Pipo and Zaghi, we would have at least five big time offers for the kid. Oh, absolutely. Which we do not, which is interesting, but I'm not complaining because that means Real Madrid hasn't tried to buy him yet. He's our little secret. He is, I think he's the best kept secret so far because AC Milan has had so much stuff going on that he flies under the radar that he was 19. And things like Calabria's back pass that turned into the goal, things like it just kind of being panicked at the back whenever the ball gets into your own box when you're just passing back to the goalkeeper things like Kessie played good 
Uh, Chow Gluglu played <laughs> great. He was he actually had quite a good game. Uh, Suso was good. The whole game plan, though, and I was tweeting about this, the whole game plan of find where Suso is, give the ball to Suso, let Suso do something, question mark, hope to profit. Like, we need something else going on. We can't we can't play the Suso versus the world thing again. Um, and especially with the rumors of him possibly being linked to Roma, which I don't think is going to happen because I don't think I think he's too valuable. Can we psych them the way Bordeaux did? I hope that it is in the context of here, we'll sell him and then just be like straight up. No, like don't sell him to yeah. anyone else. Just say no. Just be <laughs> like, mm, pass. <laughs> and did you see AS Roma English? Uh, their tweet last night. Um, oh, where they blocked Malcolm. They said, yeah, they said game day. <laughs> and because, of course, they were playing Barcelona, who were starting Malcolm. Who scored. and Who scored. <laughs> and so they muted the words for forever. Um, Malcolm, where's Malcolm? Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> announce Malcolm. Um, like, which... AS Roma English Twitter is just a priceless They're follow. fantastic. Like they are they're up there with like Bayern and Bayer Leverkusen and I I am just such a fan. I think they I t- they took them over when they did the um it was the Jekko goal but they dubbed it with Kane uh a Kane sop from when he scored. And they just were like, "Really?" <laughs> that was that and the Yodel boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. See, I just... Their social media is so fun. And it's just so good. And, like, that's what that's what Milan needs. Yes. Like, and that's... I mean, that's what we do when we tweet, like, just try and have fun. And that's what I was doing last night was... Oh, my just, entire strategy from SBN Rosanero on when I'm live tweeting is just gif, gif, gif. Oh, yeah. The gifts, smart comments, you know, have some fun. That's why when I said, you know, Kalinich on TV off, like, was I joking? <laughs> no. Probably <laughs> like, not. I, I paid far less attention after Kalinich because I was like, I legitimately didn't realize that he was still at the club. Right. I thought he had been sold already to Atletico <laughs> Madrid. I legitimately... Uh, just assumed he was gone after the whole Croatia thing. I did. I think I thought he needed the new start, which by the way, Atletico would be the perfect place. Cause he would have Simeone right at his back and he would have Simeone's support and he would fight for Simeone. And if you can't fight for him, I don't know who you can fight for. I legitimately have no idea, but I thought that he was gone. I, it just did not occur to me. Now, I also, well, Higuain in means Kajinic out, but no Zaza, does that still mean that Kajinic is going to Atletico? Because I thought that that was completely dependent on the Zaza thing. Yeah, I've... Maybe I'm just confusing myself. I, I don't know, though. All, all we can say for sure is Kalinic does not have a future on the field for Milan, which is just fine by me, fine by you, fine by everybody. Bye. It's hilarious that the last moment of his AC Milan career 
is that botched pass from Antonelli. Oh my that god. That could have been that Antonelli should have had a goal and then he blew the pass and it still could have been a goal from Kainich, but no. And someone said uh he gave up on that play like he gave up on Croatia. Hey, <laughs> hey. I was looking for that angle. Oh my god, I love it. Um but the the last thing that we need to mention is Milan is back in Europe. Like we're in the Europa League. Um, the court of arbitration for sport. Um, and this was like, this was the DeAndre Jordan dunk of the day, <laughs> which if you find on my Twitter feed, I have that gift saved on my phone so that in situations like this, I can say court of arbitration for sport on UEFA financial fair play dunk nice. because, oh my God, I am so I am thrilled. It, I was in the car with my girlfriend and we I got the notification and I was like, hey, boy, there we go. And she had no idea. And I had to explain the whole thing. <laughs> oh, and boy. like, you know, obviously like the Spark Notes version, but I was so excited because we get the money, we get the television airing even though it's on Turner now and I, I don't I don't want to go into Turner getting like the Champions League and all that stuff because it, it it's different and there are fewer games readily available but Milan is going to get money from the Europa League it gives them more games that they can just play as a team develop and you know Andre Silva Cutrone, Locatelli, you know, all these guys are going to get to play more and maybe we'll get some high profile match like Arsenal again, and that'll bring in a lot of money. And I, I am all for, like, I was prepared either way, but once we got the result of them overturning, and of course this was after the Elliot takeover. So Elliot was able to put together the whole, the whole spiel of look like this is what we're doing. And also, this is pretty nonsense by UEFA. It it took so long they had to delay the announcement like twice. So I am thrilled that we are back in Europe. And I also enjoyed all of the Milan players basically going on social media and saying, given what we deserve, like uh, Benucci saying, rightfully given what we earned through the season. Yeah, absolutely. Junk. <laughs> I loved it. And look, I mean, you know, we came on here at the end of the season when they finished sixth and we're like, oh, Europa League. Woohoo. But you know what? That's better than the situation we were going to find ourselves in. And like you said, it's money coming in and it's another avenue. You know, I'm going to go back into this with my, oh, let's win the Europa League. Let's get that Champions League spot. Because you know what, like you said, maybe we get another match against someone like Arsenal, and I, I'm, I'm prepared to be disappointed in my expectations this year. But you know what, I think we have a better chance of competing against an Arsenal or someone like that right now than we did at the time in February. And, oh, especially with Higuain. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you can. He probably doesn't want to be playing many Europa League matches, but I'm sure he'd buy into it. And 
he's going to have to, but, you know, if it's not him, you have Cutrone in there. You have Andre Silva. If Calabria is not playing because he played in Serie A the weekend, you have Andrea Conti. You know, you can throw in Bernard or Chalinoglu or, you know, Barini isn't the worst Europa League level player in the world. So there's opportunities here. And, you know, it's, it's just another avenue and it's what Milan deserved. And Elliot came in, completely cleaned out that debt, and they're like, "This, you don't have to worry. Like Lee's not here anymore. We deserve to be in the Europa League." Some people were getting kind of pissy about it, like, "Oh, like they just bought their way out of it." Like, shut up. Like, yeah, that no. was such an unfair punishment. And now they're back in the Europa League. That starts up again soon, and it's another opportunity. And it couldn't have come at a better time because top four, even with how Milan look right now is going to be a hell of a fight. Because it I, is going to be hard. Juventus, you can rough. pretty much just write off. They're going to win it again. There's going to be a challenge with, I think Inter is the best position team to compete for the title. Other than that, we'll talk more about this in our preview, but between them and Napoli and Roma and Lazio, you've got a hell of a fight. Those six teams at the top, like that's, we're back to that, like, six-team consistent, like, there's competition there, and two teams are going to get left out of that. Like, two of those six are not going to the Champions League, unless we win the Europa League or Lazio win the Europa League, and we get five in, if that's possible, for Serie A. So, this is another great opportunity for the club that they need to seize and play with as much heart as they did last year, because, let's not remember, we got hosed at the Emirates last year. That is for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that, like, that serves as bulletin board material now. Can you imagine Gattuso saying, like, this is what happened, and we're not letting this happen again? Like, he, this man is a gladiator in real life. He is going to absolutely, like, get that squad revved up because it's Europe, and they're in it, and they're going to try and win it just like they tried last year. They didn't, they might not have had success doing it. But they ran into a better team, and they got bodied. And so he is going to be able to take the team that has come together under what happened this summer, and oh, by the way, got Higuain and Caldara, and he's going to say, all right, let's go out, let's win, and let's do right by the shirt. And you know what? That's all right by me. The last thing that I want to mention is I am glad that the Antonio Conte rumors are gone. I am glad that we are done because I don't know about you. I think you, I have a feeling that you agree with me. I am in the Gattuso camp and was very, very against continuing the coaching carousel just to make a change when Gattuso could be given another year. Yeah, absolutely. I was all in on Gattuso, and I've I've been all in on him for a while. When he first, when the when the rumors about Montella first started, when he was going to get the sack, I was like, okay, Gattuso comes in, he's kind of a placeholder, and then Antonio Conte comes in in the summer. But then I saw what Gattuso did with this team, and obviously that thirteen match run, you can say that it wasn't the prettiest. It wasn't all great results. There were some draws that should have been wins. And then they end up finishing sixth in the league, whatever, bow out of the Europa League. There's a lot of promise there. 
with Gattuso as manager. And I think this was the chance he'd been waiting for. I think he's the perfect guy to lead the club right now. I'm glad to see that there's no pettiness in the Leonardo Gattuso, you know, say what, you know, he said things a few years ago. They've clearly either buried the hatchet or just said it's in the past. And I think that's going to be a really good working relationship. I think there's a lot of trust there. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But right now, I don't think there's a better person to coach Milan than Gattuso. I'm really glad that because the rumor was if Mirabelli's out, Gattuso's out. I'm glad that evidently when Leonardo came in, he sat down with Gattuso and they talked about their plans for the team. And evidently those aligned. And if if you're agreeing with Leonardo and you're agreeing with Gattuso, good. If we're if we're all finally on the same page, from the fans to the coach to the management to the owner, if we're all finally on the same page for the first time in like what five years, and I know we thought about I, I know we thought this last summer, but hear me out. If we are actually all on the same page, that is that is the stability that we were looking for at the beginning of the summer. Beginning of the summer, we had no idea what was going to happen to the club. Now, at least we have stability and we can move forward like as one, right? Like we're, we're good. And the only thing that will make it better is when Paolo Maldini steps into his rightly deserved role as whatever he wants to be for AC Milan. And when that happens, then we can lock it down and we have a season coming up that they're going to focus on. So um, on that note, uh, thank you for tuning into the devil wears Ross the official podcast of SB nations, AC Milan offside. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at SBN Ross at Tim underscore Fontenot and at Stoll underscore P. We'll be back soon to preview the season in Serie A. Hopefully it's a good one. And Oh, by the way, we also have Europa league. We'll be back soon. We'll preview all of what Milan has coming up. But until then, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.